Hello and welcome to GPTV on Tuesday the 24th of November. My name is Philip Kingston. I'm Gary Pia. Gary, hot, hot, hot. And I'm not talking about the weather naturally. I'm talking about the real estate market that we've just experienced over the last seven days. Actually, the last 14 days, Gary, Melbourne is responding as Melbourne does best, which is coming out of lockdown with all pistons firing its go, go, go. It is indeed, Phil. It was a wacky, wild and crazy weekend. Maybe not wacky, but it was wild and crazy. Some crazy weather. I remember seeing you uh, getting soaked in Ursuldoon and five minutes later your lily, lily lovely white skin was getting burnt at the next auction. Uh, it was one of those typical Melbourne weather weekends, but how was the market? I tell you what, um, we're right in the depths of spring now. This is really when it's all happening well at the late part of spring, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like everything's sort of waited for these last couple of weeks. It's like this pent-up demand of sellers and buyers to get out there and engage, and no better people to do that with the thrill-ups, I've got to say. I feel a little bit of a self-congratulatory uh, message. Yeah, I think that's that's your own pace there, Gary. Just stumble uh, through the words. Well, you know, English is my first language. I know many might not think so, but... Uh, Ripper weekend, of course, we didn't wait till the weekend, did we? Because we had auctions during the week, uh, some midweek auctions. I love those twilight auctions, but we just got to do more well, of them. I'm hoping that the twilight auctions, which we've always run with, um, but there's always been a little bit of pushback, or quite a lot of pushback, I suppose, over the years. But um, one thing that COVID's taught us is that there is no rule book anymore. We can just try things. And uh, I think both vendors, buyers and, and neighbours have responded really well to our new twilight auctions, our auctions in rooms. So, um, you know, they say out of every, every, every point of adversity comes good if you look for the good in things. And I think COVID's taught us that we can try new things all the time uh, with, and, and with a huge amount of success. So twilight auction, Gary, what about Sussex Street on Thursday evening? Uh, before we launch into the actual results, Bill, uh, let's just talk about the pros and cons of a twilight auction. I think it's worth discussing because we like them. Uh, we've sold a property for you many years ago by twilight auction. Uh, Put my money where my mouth was, Gary. Money where your mouth was, Bill, uh, and that was successful. Uh, let's just talk a bit about the pros and cons. What are the pros? What are the cons? Twilight auction, over to you. Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, twilight auctions. Um, keep in mind that if you do choose one of those times, you're going to be one of maybe just a handful in Melbourne. So that's got to be the biggest pro that on the weekend, a Saturday and a Sunday, people are rushing, doing all of the things that families do, let alone having to rush from auction to auction. So I reckon there's a bit of fatigue around the auctions on the weekend, as opposed to if you are on your own on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, um, it's, got, it's a more relaxed atmosphere. All the buyers are definitely there because if it's in your diary, you can definitely make it. Um, diff different kind of atmosphere, but certainly uh, you're on your own, which means you really don't have any competition. I'm going to say I love that about it too, Phil. People aren't distracted by other auctions, other opens. Uh, you do have centre stage. So long live the twilight auction, Phil, because we love them. Uh, people are a bit sometimes scared in conservative Melbourne to go against the tradition, which is, of course, Saturdays and more recently, uh, well, you know, for us old guys, more recently Sundays as well. Uh, but long live the midweek auction. And, of course, the Avenue, 15B the Avenue was such an auction, Phil. Uh, it was a good, good little crowd there. Uh, not a big crowd, but a nice crowd there. 
hundred people interested. Passed in, sold straight afterwards. I think the price guide was one million and fifty to one point one five. Give you some idea. Uh, and then we went to Sussex Street. Well, I have to say, Phil, that uh, thankfully uh, there was only ten people there on the right side of the road, but we had a park in the in the background. Phil, plenty of people there. As I'm going to blow my honker, go ahead and tell us about that big crowd at Sussex. So I think let's um, let's be really clear about the government regis- re- regulations, which says that we're only allowed to have ten registered bidders. Um, but the trouble is with all of that too is that Melbourne we've forgotten that through lockdown that Melbourne is property obsessed, neighbours are property obsessed, and we can't stop the general public from coming out, standing on the footpath or across the road or in a park watching what's happening. So uh, we're not going to show footage of uh, how big the crowd was at Sussex Street, Gary, but they were all socially distanced. They were all standing across the road at the park. They all had their masks on. And uh, given the fact that uh, Dan Andrews has basically now said, if you're socially distant, you don't need a mask on. Uh, If we had auctions on Sunday, uh, where there are a lot of people standing socially distanced with masks on, how could it be an illegal activity when the next day you're allowed to be standing in the same spot without your mask on? I ask you that, Gary. Yes, you've asked me a very confronting question, Phil, and many times you've actually torn me apart when I've questioned some of Dan Andrews' rules uh, and you've tried to you know, make it all about politics and being divisive, sounding a bit Trump-like almost, Phil. But I've got to tell you that um, you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm embracing all the positive stuff that's happening around, but I still don't know why you know, these numbers, how they exist, uh, we can go back to the office next week, next Monday, but only 10 people, Phil, can go back because the 11th person is going to infect everybody with COVID, no doubt. So it's only 10 people. Um, if you've got 41, if you've got 41 uh, employee, employees, 25% rules, there's rules and there's, there's more rules and regulations and numbers and stats than I've ever seen in my life. Phil. Just finding hard to keep up with. But anyway... Well, Gary, you've got to remember, Gary, that we've got a number of sensitive people that watch this show that every time we challenge uh, the um, Premier's decisions, they go into a bit of a tailspin. So once again, uh, this is a centre liberal show. It's neither on the left, it's neither on the right. I think we're a our politics between the two of us, Gary, is really quite centre now that you're now that you're your Messiah and Saviour, Donald Trump, is no longer with us. You've, you've moved on. You've, 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 you've matured. Um, but, but ultimately, look, as much as we can have some fun and some jokes at the Premier's expense, the bottom line is you've got to have rules, you've got to draw the line somewhere, and there's no such thing as pleasing everybody all the time. But that doesn't mean on this show, which is our show, we, we can't have a crack at whoever we like. Uh, look, you know, divisive, dangerous, you know, um, uh, maybe we could say all sorts of things about Donald Trump, but, gee, he was fun to it. He's been fun for the media to talk about. I don't know what they're going to do without him, Phil, because every day there was a story about Donald Trump. So whether you like him or hate him, the media had the best time ever over the last four years just tearing apart everything he said, didn't say, uh, the abuse. It was, uh, you know, crazy, crazy time. You know, hopefully... Things- well, it's just on that, Gary, there's been a lot that has been said over the last couple of weeks by the world's comedians oh, who yeah. have looked at Joe Biden and kind of looked at his life and gone, well, the next four years of material is going to be a lot more boring than what they had to work with. Yeah. Um, 
it's interesting because this is a kind of segue to just talk about what I'm watching on, uh, on Netflix at the moment. Uh, obviously, the, 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 this week, Netflix, it's all been about the, the latest instalment of The Crown. And uh, I just want to say again on this show, the sooner that this country becomes a republic, the sooner we grow up, the sooner we have our own head of state, and the sooner we stop looking backwards because... Uh, if you watch this current series of The Crown, Gary, um, this has been me. The, I was the, the, the previous series of The Crown, I had a new respect and new understanding of the monarchy. That's not to say that it's not to say that I didn't want to become a republic, but this current series, honestly, you look at the royal family and you say to yourself, why would we not be a republic? So there's the contention for this week's episode of GPTV. Well, Phil, you know, I've always been a fan of Crown, a big fan of Crown, but look, I haven't been there. They've asked me to come back, uh, but the, you can play the pokies only for a certain amount of time, Phil, and then they throw you out, there's distancing. So, um, you know, I, I do like Crown. I like the restaurants there, and I like the mahogany room, the occasional drink. Uh, but it's certainly saved a lot of money for me. Not uh, such champagne comedy. It's all unrehearsed, ladies and gentlemen, viewers. Uh, it's just um, brings, it brings a chuckle to my whole sense of being. You couldn't rehearse anything that poor, Phil. Uh, let's move on to some of our results because uh, on Sunday morning, I'm going to jump around a bit here. Uh, Saturday morning, you were in Railway Road, Carnegie, Phil. Now, what a thumper auction that was. Plenty of people there uh, going for it. Good competition. I think you had three strong bidders sold for $1 million. $266,000 fell up against a reserve of $1,150,000. Uh, good auction. Enjoyed it? Yeah, look, I just want to make a comment there because it's really interesting. Saturday uh, I went from Railway uh, where we had a thumpingly good auction, but there would have been about 10 people there. Uh, having said that, of the 10 people, um, three of them were really there to have a serious crack at buying that property. Uh, but it's really interesting because, you know, with the greatest of respect to that property, it's what we would have described a couple of years ago as relatively nondescript. Uh, but there's really great value, Gary, in these 1970s and 1980s villas um, because they were generally built uh, on larger parcels of land. Um, and that was a really great opportunity for somebody to say, look, um, this is the same size in many ways as a house. I've got enough land. I'm walking distance to the best facilities, so I don't need a massive back garden. And one of the things, viewers, I would say with these developments where there's two on the block, one behind the other, sensibly a lot of these developments have the entire driveway accessing the back unit. They have that entire driveway on title. So you can put some gates up at the front. And in terms of play area, uh, I know this because I, I've got a similar thing at home. Children love paved spaces for playing on, whether it be cricket, whether it be riding their bikes up and down. And it means that these villas are really great value because you do get a lot of land, albeit not as the conventional back garden. Uh, Phil, that was Railway Road, three Porter Road, Carnegie, five bidders there, sold for $1,744,000. Uh, and that was way, way above expectation reserve. I think the reserve was somewhere around one six or thereabouts, Phil. But, um, you know, Carnegie's hot, and I tell you what, we're hot in Carnegie, Phil. I'm going to have a minute of boast uh, and very proud of the team down there. It was headed by Leo Samuel uh, with Aviv and Jack and Graham and, and, and David Thompson and Dan Doss. I mean, that is just... And Noah, and Noah, Gary, new recruit. 
can't forget Noah, even if he's only been with us for two weeks. Still can't forget him. He's just joined the team and welcome Noah. Quick photo and get welcome Noah. I think we should do that. Pay homage to the young man. That's a nice thing to do. Why not, Phil? Uh, Phil, uh, what an amazing... If you go into realestate.com and you look at sales in Carnegie, uh, you're just going to see us everywhere. I mean, we're just dominating the market there. We didn't, you know, necessarily tend to, to take that position. We just wanted to go and do good work. But so... Oh, what are you talking about? We never had any intention oh. to take that position. This false modesty that you're running with at the moment, Gary, is quite pathetic. Let's be really clear. We were always had. Uh, we always did quite a bit of business in Carnegie, Glen Huntley, Murrumbina, and surrounding areas. We specifically opened an office there, Gary, to become the number one in the area. It's just taken a lot less time than we thought. So shout out to the entire team. But I really do want to say thank you to all of those residences, uh, residents in the area that we opened, both our Carnegie office and our Murrumbina office and now our Bentley office, for responding uh, to the opening of our offices and really getting behind us because uh, we've really enjoyed a level of success earlier than what we thought and we love it uh, and we're looking forward to getting more and more involved in the organisations, the community organisations in this area, of which we're well known for, Gary. I just thought we just ran out of space in Caulfield and we just needed another office and we just see how things went and uh, just get a serve people and you know, uh, you know you're not you're not really a big picture guy are you ah uh, not, not cartoons maybe not really. uh, let's move on to sunday uh, brooklyn avenue well lo and behold eight bidders fighting tooth and nail killing each other in brooklyn avenue so gary this was incredible because keep in mind uh, the current law says we can't have open for inspection boards out and we can't have auction flags out. So to a certain extent, do the neighbours know that there is an auction happening at a certain date and time? Probably not because we're not advertising it unless they look at the board. Well, I arrive at Brooklyn Avenue um, and I kid you not, there's probably about 120 people there. Well, Phil, we, uh, we know those people all stood back as observers and the main bidders came forward in, in line with the... Uh requirements. Well, so Gary, you're absolutely right. Um, so I started the auction by welcoming everybody to the auction and I said to the crowd, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to the 10 registered bidders that are here, welcome to the auction and to the 110 people that just happened to be walking past on their way to Princess Park, which is just down the road. Thank you for socially distancing yourself from the other person that you're standing next to on the way to the park because and, the, crowd, the crowd was massive. And for stepping back and not participating or being part of the very well-controlled auction. Uh, Philip, uh, eight bidders, incredible uh, incredible price, 1620 uh, against the reserve. What was your reserve there? It was one. Well, Gary, the reserve was 1.3. Um, but, but I've got to tell you that this was a property... Now, I'd looked at it online and I made, I actually, as part of my auction spiel, I said, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a confession to make. I've looked at this property a number of times online, but I haven't physically walked through. This was the first time. And I walked through and the minute I arrived there, let alone looking at the front garden, the minute I walked inside, I thought, this is a magic property. No wonder there's so many people here. This property's going to go off. Um, and, and it did. Bill, we spent a lot of time hovering around the park. We? And I know that doesn't sound healthy necessarily, but uh, between Sussex Street across the road from the park, Brooklyn just there in the park, and then, of course, Takapuna Street. Uh, and 
God bless those beautiful Bengals in Takapuna Street because, uh, you know, you get to meet some wonderful people, Phil. We're going to show a bit of footage of them after the result. <laughs> it's been a really long journey because of the pandemic, but the one thing that's been constant has been the work of our two absolutely amazing agents, that they, they supported each other. It was difficult at times, but they always came back. The sun rose every morning and they had a smile. So that was, it was really wonderful to work with them. Uh, just a little bit of footage about what they had to say about us. But, uh, Phil, we auctioned that just at the very start of lockdown. We brought it into our, uh, uh, into our rooms just as things were starting to shut down. Now things have opened up. We didn't sell it then. We now have sold it. Uh, they're moving off to, uh, I think, down to the bayside of Bellarine Peninsula, Phil. Uh, well done on that auction and sale. And congratulations to Darren and Fisher. Can I just say on that, Gary, because I think one of the reasons that you and I still love this business so much is that it's not really a business about property. It's a business about people. And I think we're really blessed that, you know, if you think about it, if you're in a normal job, you don't meet that many people. You've got your co-workers and, and maybe a few customers or whatever you happen, whatever line of professional work you're in. But in our business, it's interesting. I was looking at our open for inspection stats for last week. We had actually the stat for last week was we, we as an organisation met 970 groups of people that went through our open for inspections. And as a result of that, you and I and, and of course the entire team, we get to meet so many people. And those vendors at Takapuna were just so standout people as just being lovely and decent and, and just it was a pleasure I'll bet they didn't really sign up to be with us for as long as they were but you know not every now and then a, a, it's not often a, a, a pandemic comes along but a shout out to them and a shout out to all of the wonderful people that we do have the opportunity to meet each year it's a pleasure and a privilege and that's why I think we still love what we do. Yeah, beware if you're too nice because we're not going to let you sell your house you know they stuck they stuck around for something like five or six months but so, you know, if you're too nice a person, we just want to keep you on our books. Uh, not true, but great result, Phil. Ursuldoon Street in the rain, another popular auction. Uh, I think we had three strong bidders there. Uh, so it was looking in that sort of uh, low ones, uh, sold well beyond that, Phil. Uh, price undisclosed. Uh, Phil, uh, 2A Wyora Road, another interesting sale, great result. Beautiful home, uh, sold a competitive auction. Uh, good to see his bid And Phil, we talk about 441A Glen Ira Road. Uh, which was our last auction on Sunday, uh, was being quoted, again, uh, undisclosed, being quoted in that high twos, uh, a record price, record property, Philip. Gary, shout out to the vendors there because, you know, these are two men that had a vision to create something that they just couldn't find. Um, and what they really wanted was they wanted a beautiful, bespoke but large home on a small parcel of land. Uh, they looked for it. They tried to find it everywhere else and came to the conclusion that they couldn't. So they thought, let's create it. So these uh, two men created the most incredible two. I mean, calling them townhouses is a misdescription because these were two big homes, complete with basement car parks, complete with swimming pools, uh, but each property was built on about 350 square metres of land. I reckon this is benchmark-setting real estate, and I love the fact that these two men had a vision, uh, had the, the guts and the budget to, to actually put it into progress and complete it, 
and they've been vindicated by this property selling at a very strong price, worth every cent that we got for it. But I just love it when people actually have a vision to create something, Gary, and they go through it and get rewarded at the end. So shout out to both uh, Paul and Josh because I, I think they should be very proud of that development. Uh, and they are no doubt, Phil, and, uh, you know, when you're the pioneer, you put yourself out there on the line, don't you, Phil? But uh, they did have a great result. And that rounded out our weekend, Phil, where we sold 23 out of 26 with a clearance rate of 89%. Put against... those towers up, Gary. I'm going to get them up right now for you, Phil. 89% against an industry average of? In the 70s, Gary. I, I, I don't know specifically, but by the time that graph goes up, we will have checked. Uh, it'll be there, yep. The graph is there. I'm making a note for what the uh, percentages uh, what a fantastic result. And of course, congratulations to all those people on the block. Uh, can't say I'm missing the block. A lot of work, a lot of mucking around. Didn't really watch it, but I did tune in very briefly at the auction last night. I thought it looked like people were making some good money there. So it's always a positive sign of the market performing well because we never forget that block in Richmond. We weren't there some years ago, which was very dim and dark and miserable. Uh, so the block's been uh, really firing, and that's a good sign of the market. Uh, Phil, that's a bit of a wrap of our sales. We've got a couple of properties to talk about in terms of reviewing. Um, and I thought we were going to be next to each other this week, Phil. I don't know what's going on. I know I've blown my nose a few times. But I that was well, I'm very pleased, Gary, that this is an online version, but we will return to the studios next week. But given all of your snuffling and snorting and you're still a bit red around the face, I'm very pleased to have a yeah. socially distant GPTV about that red redness of me, Phil. I'm not sure it's a very attractive look. Uh, but, you know, it's a healthy skin, Phil. A red skin like that's a healthy skin, I'm told. Uh, well, a couple of feature properties to talk about, Phil, which we're going to get to, but, but we'll do it at the end because we're going to all of our auctions to review, Phil. We've got so many of them. We're like going to race through these, Gary's. We're going to race through them. We're going to put up the properties. We're going to put up the uh, icons on each of them and we're going to move them through quickly and you're going to talk us through, Gary, while I just sit back here and relax. And we're racing this time in Caulfield. Uh, we start off at 9 Alf 9 Alfred Street on Wednesday. Philip, the trial auction at 6 p.m. 9 Alfred Street, great looking property, two bedroom, two bathroom. Looking forward to you auctioning. That is our fast enough. Beasley be a three bedroom, that one, Gary. Uh, single story and great location. And looking good, Philip. 102 at 102 Balaclava Road. You have auction honours on Thursday at 6 p.m. Philip, uh, looking forward to putting this one to the market. Three bedrooms, two bathrooms, double parking, uh, a magnificent property. Phil, Saturday, we have. Auction action at 10.30 a.m. Count them, Phil, four of them. Uh, Royal Avenue, this wonderful property in Glenhuntley. Uh, Jeremy Croson's going over to do the auction there, which he's looking forward to. And you will be 10.30 in Beach Road in St Kilda West. Uh, it's a wonderful three-bedroom property, great location. Uh, Lemoore's been enjoying working on that. It's an incredible location, a really beautiful house, and well done to Lemoore on that outstanding property. So uh, looking forward to that. I'm going to get my backside, parkside, Philip, at 10.30 a.m. Uh, I'm auctioning 356 uh, Balaclava Road with Johnny Swimpo from the Bentley office, and they'll be meeting lit on there. And in the meantime, David Thompson will be off in Havana, Philip, not the actual city of Havana, but Havana Court in Bentley East. He's had a lot of uh, interest in that property, Phil. 10.30 a.m. Uh, we're in Chelsea. We love it in Chelsea, Philip. Leon Guzenfit is going to be there at 11.30 with that two-bedroom property. And uh, I think I might, uh, well, I can't actually meet you. I'd like to. This great property in Cedar Street, Philip, one of our feature properties of the week, due to sell by auction with you as the auctioneer meeting, Maxine and Ben there at 11.30 a.m. Uh, this is a great looking home, Phil. Uh, and I know that that's going to be a popular property. Philip, in Centre Road, Bentley East, this wonderful two-bedroom property. I'm looking forward to meeting up 
with uh, Joel there, uh, which will be terrific, and Igor. So that's a wonderful property, 11.30 a.m. 12.30, Phil, you're going to be in Garden Vale Road, 26A Garden Vale Road. Terrific looking property. Uh, we've got triple auction action on the, uh, in Emily Street. Leo Samuel auctions this four-bedroom home, 36 Emily Street, Carnegie, and more Carnegie 12.30 auction, Phil. It's Oakley Road uh, as I get to auction number 57, Oakley Road for Joel, sir, and uh, Idan will be there as well. Uh, a wonderful opportunity. This one, Philip Munier Road. Uh, I'm not sure if that's been sold or not, but Dan Dyson auctions, uh, handles that. Lior uh, auctions at 130, one of four 130 auctions. Howe Street, uh, great address, Philip. Simon Dolan auctioned this on behalf of Leon. Some images there. Uh, Daniel Peer, uh, I think he's moved the auction out actually on Brighton Road, so that's not happening on this Saturday, but have a look at that anyway. Beautiful property at 7 Brighton Road. 2 at 33 Mimosa Road, Carnegie, Philip Graham, Callan Auctions. Fine-looking three-bedroom, two-bathroom property. Phil, Jersey Parade in Carnegie, 2.30. Leo Samuel Auctions, that terrific property. Uh, Great-looking home in that 6 to 60 range. Phil, Whitmuir Road, not going to be there on Sunday. Uh, sorry, Saturday at 3.30 to bring down the curtain. Uh, meeting Leon, great-looking property, three-bedroom, two-bathrooms, terrific location. And Sydney Street, Murrumbina, where Graham Cowell's going to have Saturday at 3.30. Move on to Sunday. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, feedback coming through, Phil. But 10.30 a.m., we're going to be auctioning. If you come on straight, I have the auction honours. I'm going to meet Glenn Bricker and Mark Kirkham. Uh, great location. Good-looking home here, Philip, in St Kilda East. Uh, Glen Huntley Road, or Caulfield South, Jeremy Rose's auctions, that one. Good position and terrific-looking home again. High Street, Paran, Philip. 11.30 a.m., Leo Samuel. That a affordable property. Phil, you're going to start with Tennis Grove. Anyone? I think there might be. What a beautiful, what a beautiful house that is, Gary, and what an incredible location. Tennis Grove viewers, if you haven't been there, come and have a look at this property just to see the streets. Let alone bring your checkbook, of course. Uh, but beautiful home, beautiful street, beautiful location. I'm going to be around the corner, Philip, in Hawthorne Road. Hopefully, our speakers don't get mixed up because that's happened before, and then we didn't know which property was bidding and which auction we're at. But uh, five seventy-four Hawthorne Road, another fine property. Love those uh, properties in that block. Uh, and I'm doing the auction at 11.30. Phil, we're having a break at 12.30 for some unknown reason, but we've got double auction action at 1.30 p.m., 4.131. Glen Ira Road, I'm going to be auctioning. Love that block and location, Philip. Uh, Wilk Street is where Jeremy Rosens will be meeting Nikki Janover. Now, this is an outstanding development. Phil, you know this development, and what a great property this is in Wilk Street, right at the end where the Alma Club used to be for those oldies around here. Gary, you know, that's an incredible story, that, because the Armour Club was a bit of an institution where it was bowling greens uh, and a couple of tennis courts. But sadly, uh, like a lot of these sporting community facilities, the membership wound down and wound down. It was no longer viable. viable. Uh, and it was sold to a developer who really did an incredible development there. And I reckon that's one of the best examples of an infill development in the suburbs, so certainly a well-utilised piece of land now. Yeah, great property. Philip, uh, 17 Winston Drive is an awesome-looking property. Uh, we're excited about this one. What a beautiful home this is. And, again, around near that park where everything's happening, you've got the auction honours there, meeting Mark Kirkham at 2.30. I'm going to come and join you at that auction, Phil, because that's what I'd like to do. Uh, and then I might even follow you up to Alma Road at 327 Alma Road, where we round out a big weekend. There's beautiful-looking period home at 327 Alma Road in the Paris end of Alma Road, Philip. Uh, so you will be there with a bad on, ready for action at 327 Alma Road, 
in Crawford North. Bring them down the handle and the curtain on a big week and weekend of auctions, Philip. 3.30 Sunday. I'm exhausted just summarising all of that, Gary, let alone having to get through it. But, um, you know, think about this, Gary. We've got four weekends to go before the Christmas curtain comes down uh, where we take a little bit of time off to refresh. Not that we really need any time off, do we, given the fact we've all been sitting at home, relaxing and watching Netflix. So well, I've been, I've been working, but it's good to see what you've been doing to contribute your part. Yes, well, I don't really see the fruits of your efforts, Gary, so uh, you can stick with that if you want. But um, bottom line is I think we're going to have a busy January this year. Uh, Phil, we are going to have a busy January, but it would be remiss of us not to talk about one property, Philip, that is expression of interest closing Tuesday, uh, and that's a property at 7 Finden Avenue, Caulfield North. Can we just talk about that for oh, Well, Gary, this is not just a property. This is not just a home. This is a lifestyle. This is a resort. This is the most magical home in the most magical street. So congratulations to the vendors who bought the most beautiful Art Deco home there and then transformed it with not only seriously beautiful taste, but a budget that backs up. Uh, and often, Gary, we see people do a renovation, but they don't really have the budget to get it right. This was a home that was transformed. And I really don't think that there was a budget here. They basically had a vision and they just said, well, we're going to spend whatever it costs to ensure that we articulate the vision. This is one of the best renovations I've ever seen. It's a magical home. It's still got the Art Deco feel, but it's got all of the modern luxuries. It's a lovely parcel of land that just soaks up all of the afternoon sun. It hits the swimming pool. It's, it's, this, this is one of the best houses I think we've ever had. And uh, not to mention, of course, one of the best streets, arguably the best streets in Crawford North. So I remember discussing with the Glenara Valley uh, was, was the best street Finden Avenue or how it rode Philip. It was a good debate, good discussion, uh, and still uh, undecided. It's certainly either the best or equal best street in Crawford North. Phil, that's a big wrap on GPTV. So much happening, so much going on. Uh, you know, the masks are coming off. We're unmasked. We're twilight auctioning. We're uh, listing. We're selling. We're getting offers on properties. It's all happening. It's an exciting time, Phil. And we're going to continue bringing the viewers up to speed with everything real estate, Philip, on GPTV as we round out November. I think I'll be seeing you next time, Phil, for a December uh, video. In fact, well, maybe we just do it. Yeah, it'll be December next time. Phil, we meet on the Well, show. it'll be in flesh next week, Gary. We'll be back in the studios. We'll stand shoulder to shoulder as we um, hit down the countdown to the end of 2020. And let's be very clear, I can't wait to see the back of this year. Exactly right, Phil. But no doubt it'll be a good year to say goodbye to, but plenty of work still to get through this year. That's a big wrap on GPTV. See you next week. Phil, I'm Gary Pierre. I'm Philip Kingston. Viewers, have a fantastic week.